Welcome back to another episode of the Band Lab Panel. I'm your host, Loki Bass. And um, tonight we're honored with um, a special guest, Coco Bart. I've been trying to get her on the show for the last six months. And um, she's just been a really good friend of mine on Band Lab and someone that I've worked with for the last four years off and on. And um, we we work a lot together now. Um, just a fabulous singer, guitar player, piano player, just all around musician. And um, recently she's been um, verified as a musician on Band Lab, which is a pretty big deal because they don't hand that stuff out to anybody. So to have her on now you know, it's like a real honor, you know. So I'd like to um bring Coco onto the show. How are you doing, Coco? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome. So it's wonderful having you on the show. Thanks for coming on and um taking the time. I know we've we've tried to make this work in the past, you know, technology and then everything. And um so it's really an honor to have you on. Um Absolutely. I'm really happy to be here, actually. It's been um, a long time coming, so. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, we could talk for a while, I think. I mean, just all the projects that we've been on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, you're a really good musician. I mean, originally, it was kind of like when I started out on Van Lab, you know, I was just grasping for straws of, to work with anyone. And you, you kind of popped out as someone that was um, working with other people and, um, you know, sharing your time and, and um, music. And I thought, hey, well, this is someone I can work with. It seems like we're kind of on the same, you know, mental level. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. What was that? Okay, so that first song you did. Okay, this is funny though. Um, so the first song you did, what was the song? It was not the postman song. It was the song that was uh, um, oh, do you remember what it was called? Yeah. If you tell um, me your secret, then I'll tell you mine. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, no, but you were singing it, and I just, I was just envisioning like who is this person, you know, that's singing the song, and I just saw it. I just thought it was like really quirky and really cool, and I wanted to harmonize it. I just remember immediately wanting to do it, and like it's funny to me that you don't think it's a good song because I thought it was like, you know, I thought it was really catchy. Um, yeah, you know, and I feel like um, there's a lot of music that's like that. You know, I mean, like you always think you can do better or what's a, what's what are other people, you know, because a lot of music is inspired from how you feel. Right. Like, yeah. And so, like, if you tell me your secret, I'll tell you mine. Um, it's kind of like those that song was kind of like um, it was supposed to be like uh, riddles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was uh, three or four of those type of songs that I did like that. In the early um, beginning. Yeah. Before you I, had all these vocalists wanting to work with you. Uh, yeah. Um, and what an honor, you know, to have stuck around 
this long to get to work with people that are recognized like yourself. So, um, how long, how long have you been playing music? Um, Well, I guess, you know, what do you consider, what do you consider music? uh, What do you consider playing music exactly? I guess. Well, I guess I don't know. I just kind well, that of, was uh, yeah, because you know I dang on the tam. Yes, the follow yeah, up question. Sorry, I, I sorry, I didn't mean, but uh, I think um, yeah, because I mean, you play piano and guitar and and you play pretty good, and so Aww. like the song, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I mean you you have a full you have an Americana sound to you. It's very unique. I love Americana so much. Yeah. So with music. Okay. So the first thing I did, this is really kind of silly, but okay. So when I was little at this birthday party, okay. And this was like in the eighties and I was in elementary school and I went to this little girl's birthday party and I got one of those, you know, at the end of the party, everybody gets those party bags, you know, you, Uh you know, like you get like the, you know, play-doh or you get like you know little toys that are in there and candy or you know stamps or something and um and and this little girl's um goodie bag that I got there was this tiny tiny little you know keyboard it was like a it came like this little tiny case have you ever seen one of those before I haven't they're really was that I thought you were gonna you know they're pocket keyboards okay and so uh and notes they didn't have oh, the notes wow. written down. The notes were um, scribed out one through like 10, or maybe it was one through 12. I can't remember how many keys there were. And then wow. inside this little, um, inside this little like keyboard, this little mini uh, pocket keyboard, they had these song sheets and it would be like, so Jingle Bells, for instance, that was the first song I learned. It was three, 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 five, one, two, three. And, oh. um, and I learned how to play it in there. And then, it, you know, it teaches you Mary a little lamb and happy birthday, I think was the third one that I learned. And I just loved this stupid little keyboard, this like really ding, 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 you know, just annoying sound. And my parents were like, wow. not lo- loving that so much. So they bought me a uh, really small keyboard, you know, a, a, well, bigger than the pocket keyboard, right? Not something I could take to school with me and annoy people. Um, and, uh, I really enjoyed playing that. And, but you know, the problem with those little tiny ones is that you can't play chords because it, oh, I don't yeah. know, it just can't register. They, it, they don't register and they sound um, chimey. Like, yeah. So, you know what I mean? And I like, did, I really didn't know how to play anything other than those things. And like the funniest thing as uh, like, I would go to like my friend's houses and like, um, and like, I would go, we would go out to like, go out to eat at nice restaurants or in the mall. And I would always see pianos and I would want to touch them and go up and play, you know, something I learned. And my mom would be like, no, you can't touch the piano. You know, that's for the piano players. And so I was, I always, so now, even now, sometimes when I'm like, when you're like, yeah, and you play piano, I'm like, do I, I mean, do I really, I mean, I know I have one, but in my mind, it's still like, not for me, you know, it's like not really mine, but um, yeah. So I had this friend and her mom um, first, uh, really the first piano that I was ever really allowed to touch or encouraged to touch was at this friend's house and um, heart and soul, you know, heart and soul. Um, no, but dun, I dun, dun, just dun, 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 dun. 
Oh yeah, I remember that one. My brother. Yeah, so there's a yeah, there's a bass piano. part and there's a, a treble part. Uh, I thought that was um, that's not Pixie Sticks. Oh, I don't know. How does Pixie Sticks go? It may be. It could be the same one. Um, oh no! It's dun, 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 yeah, that's the bass part. Phil picking up the bass, and then the okay. So you, if you do the bass part, then I would the treble part would be dun 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 right. Oh, let's start over here on three. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Although I can't okay. hear you when I'm talking, so uh, I hope that I don't think I kept the time right. I I tried Good. my best too. Yeah. So people are going. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe we we did like a they're little jam session. Don't don't tune out. Uh, they're gonna be like, oh, we just lost our. Audience. Yeah, but you know the coolest oh, no. part about that is that so I built on that. Okay, so I never had a lesson in my life, and so. So she, she oh, taught really? me that oh, okay. and then she, um, and so then I knew what chords were because she taught me the bass part. And I remember the bass part took a long time and, um, and then, you know, everybody wants to play the melody, but you can kind of pick that out by ear. And so all my friends would always want to play the melody part because I guess that's kind of like the lead vocalist of the song. I don't know. And so, um, so I started playing the bass oh, okay. man. I got so bored with the bass because it was like, dun, 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 dun. it was just very kind of, so I started adding crazy stuff to the bass, right? I started just adding, you know, going to action and then, you know, hitting different notes within the scale. And it was just, and, and mainly, mainly maybe because I was a little bit angry that my friends would never let me play a melody part. So I would kind of throw them off a little bit with the bass. Um, Anyway, I know it's a little vindictive, uh, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, but right. Well, you know what? The bass is where it's at, though. It's, you know, no one's. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the bass is where it's at, and you know, honestly, like now, like I've learned, I learned way more about um, making my own songs from playing that bass part, um, because the melody part, you know, that's fine, but like the bass part I can sing over. And so once I learned that, I was like, Oh, there's these things. If I just skip a, you know, if I just skip a key, I can make something that sounds very harmonic. And then, oh. and I just try that like all over um, the place. And so I'm still kind of uh, locked into that kind of, you know, style of, of playing. And so uh, I really go back to that Joanne Gardner. Yeah. Joanne Gardner and Joanne Gardner's mom, wherever you guys are. Uh, thank you. Cause uh, that, uh. That was it for me. That's I kind of grew up with that song stuck in my head too as well. My um my mom bought a piano for my well my brother wanted a guitar and so they bought what? him a piano. Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're really conservative. They're like we're not going to have no oh, rock and roll. Wow. Around here. Yeah. So I used to hear that song banging out of the out of the um the guest room all the time or the the whatever you call it room the mom's living room the fixed oh, yeah. up one you know and uh so yeah I, that was a regular 
I think, you know, he he probably built a lot of his music off that as wow, well. Wow, you should share. I want to hear some of his music sure. now because I'm like, hmm, I wonder if it's similar. He, he does a lot of um, rock oh, good. Americana. Nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, um, it's, it's a little faster stuff. He's a really good guitar player. Um, he learned jazz and blues and, and, and actually he showed me like basically how to play, you know, blues and jazz. And he's like, here, Phil, play this. So he, he basically, I was just someone for him to jam to, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, do this every time. And then he would do like his rhythms and leads and stuff. And so. So you're quite a blessing to your brother. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He bought me my first bass guitar. Oh, that's awesome. So, but did he give you a choice? No. There was, <laughs> well, my uncle was a bass player. And so that was, he was a really good bass player in the South and, um, so I always kind of looked up to him, you know, so there's, there's music runs through our blood, you know, so, but, um, but yeah. So where do you feel like, um, as, uh, far as, um, a musician, Where do you feel like you've grown the most in the last four years? Mm. What what's the like the strongest attribute you think you've gained? Oh, oh gosh. Just yeah. one. Um you know, my first I guess my gut answer would be um in production. So like in the production side of things, okay, so I didn't, um, I've never, I never mastered a DAW um, before. I don't know. I don't even know if it's called DAW. I'm just, I just assume that it's called DAW, D-A-W. I don't even know what it stands for, to be honest, but um, I had, um, I had FK Studios or I'm sorry, FL Studios, Free Loop Studios. um, And I had um, some native instruments, um, plugins, and I also had a MIDI keyboard and some monitors that I bought because I thought I was going to start, you know, making my own music. Um, but that was so hard for me to figure out. I just was not in my element or what I was trying to do. And so I kind of put that to a, to this, I don't know, I made a few projects, but you know, I saved them. Like I hate this project or I hate this pro, you know, that's what I saved those projects as. And I never really understood it. And then um, when I got into band lab, it still was a little bit shaky. Um, I didn't quite know what was going on. So I got on in 2017 and uh, I tried to do something. I couldn't, I didn't really understand what was going on. So I kind of abandoned it for like another year. And then I got back on because there were some friends that I had that were making music that told me I should do it. Like this was, this was the prime, you know, perfect place for me because the way I am with collaborating and songwriting. And so um, it was the best app. And so I got on because I didn't have a choice at that point if I wanted to make music with them. And uh, I saw at that point um, how to use it. And so, gosh, in the last four years, I mean, that's been my entire musical world has changed um, because of the lab, because of uh, because of the cakewalk, you know, and how they how they made it so easy to use. Um, all of the effects, people that I've met, like, and even having, um, especially even, you know, working with critical theory has been 
a huge um, undertaking because I'd never really been in a I've never been a huge contributing member to a band before. And so that was my first time to do that. And I thought, and so now I know a little bit more about that, but also, you know, when we first started music um, in critical theory and even, you know, uh, original theory or band lap sellouts, all of our bands that we have, mm-hmm. the same people, um, <laughs> they, yeah. uh, right. we've kind of, done these uh where everybody kind of just plays all the way through like the drums are playing the entire time and the bass is playing the entire time and um you know peter will riff um and then uh-huh. you know then i'll sing and i'll take breaks you know but like we haven't um i you know recently i worked with had to work with a vocalist and i was like oh how am i gonna find bass or drums and so i was able to like locate um loops and, and be able to use loops to make you know, backing tracks. And once I did that, I realized, oh, our instruments don't have to play all at the same time. Like one can fade out and fade back in. And so once Band Lab introduced the fade, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh. this is like the best thing ever. I know. <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a long time coming. The fade was like... That should have been like the first thing. Well, I think thing you could do added. it on the desktop version. You know, I think like, that they we- had a way to do it but on mobile, yeah. which is like really, you know, where I do most of it. I mean, I can handle the desktop, but it's just, it's so much easier uh, on the mobile, you know? We probably should take a break.
Hello. Still got Coco on. And, um, hey. So, I was wondering, um, his uh, question uh, everyone deals with. The writer's block. Is that, is that something oh, that gosh. you had to deal with? Um, yeah. I, I know you were like, took some time off was that writer's block or was that you know I think that was life kind of stuff but in terms of like writer's block um, I mean I get it but I guess maybe because um, music is a uh, I don't know it's I don't know I always say that like I didn't pick music music like picked me so I feel like I don't I don't have that. Um, oh. I don't have to make music. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't have to uh, sing if I don't want to. You know, like if I don't have anything to, to sing about or to say, like I just won't make anything. You know, and and that's okay with me. Um, in terms of like uh, writer's block, if I, I guess what happens is that if there's something that I do want to say but I just can't figure out what it is, that that's kind of more um, of a, you know, of a deal for me. Like so, I have to. I know that I'm unhappy about something. Sometimes if I'm really unhappy um, or I don't know, I was thinking about this the other day too. So if, uh, you know, I have certain boundaries, you know, if if somebody like, you know, violates my boundaries, if I say something like, you know, don't do this and they do it to me, um, sometimes I can feel, and if I'm in a position where there's nothing I can really do to control their, you know, to control their behavior, I know that I have to do something for me um, in order to kind of, feel like I've defended myself. I don't know. For some reason, I just feel really vulnerable. It, you know, when people, um, if somebody else does not to do. And so, um, and a lot of times I just feel like I'm being trampled over, um, especially when I just bite my lip. And so, uh, sometimes I'll come to the lab and just try to look for some, you know, for some kind of outlet, you know, and, um, and once in a while there'll be a song, you know, that, that, uh, that you, you know, the band has been working on or, um, somebody else around the lab has worked on and I'll just, um, I'll just unleash it there. You know, it's like almost like taking on this like persona of, uh, you know, like the femme fatale kind of archetype uh, to make myself feel like, you know, don't mess with me, very- you know, like I don't take any shit. I mean, and really, honestly, I've taken a lot of shit. That's why I have to get on into it. Uh, that's interesting uh, perspective though, that music picked you in a way, because it it sounds like in a lot of ways, you know, back to like the blue check scenario, even like it kind of found you, you know, and the piano and the um, get bag, it kind of, I had never ever thought about that before. And yeah, you know, and so like destiny has its way of playing out, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't fight it, you know, and maybe, you know, I mean, I, with writer's block, I, I deal with it a lot. Um, probably that's why I'm a bass player and, and, um, and life happens too, you know, we get preoccupied in life and as much as I'd like to call uh, maybe lazy writer's block, it just happens, you know, you get lazy or you're like, you know, I just want to oh, like, sit yeah. here and do nothing right now. You know what I mean? 
that's I guess okay I so this like is kind of yeah I, I feel you, you know and I, mean? I know um I, I still think though even with bass playing that there's a level of creativity that you have to put into it though you have to think about it yeah but there's a um okay so I guess okay so maybe I'm not being completely honest I've had some writer's block and this is when it happens like if somebody that I really like and respect um as a musician and as a person if they come to me and they want to write something to some music that they've made um you know a lo- most of you know most of the time when I hear uh, when I hear a song it like it, I don't know it just kind of comes in I can hear myself or I can hear somebody else or whatever I can hear the words and the melody a lot of times they just come straight into the song as soon as I hear it like with circles we haven't released it yet but like with circles that's kind of how circles came about like it just I was like well there's a song there like it's already sung me in my head I just have to record it um, and that would be like not writer's block right other times people will come to me with music and they'll be like hey uh you know Coco, this uh, is a great song for okay. you. This yeah. is in your style. I could really hear you singing on this. And then I hear it. And even if it's a great song, if it sometimes my brain just, you know, my head, the, the song doesn't sing for me and inside me or in my head, I can't hear it. And so if I can't hear it, it's like, well, it's not inspired. And at that point, sometimes I have to um, fake it, you know, um, go look for other kind of Sometimes I'll play piano um, to it. I won't. I won't keep the piano part, but I'll just play piano to it to kind of get an idea of what melody I want to use or what melody I want to sing. But usually those songs don't get published or turn into anything. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I feel I always feel a little bit bad if I can't come up with a song, um, especially for somebody that I really like. One time, um, G Bailey. Um, came to me, excellent guitar player. Do you know G. Bailey? G. Bailey? Um, no, maybe not. I, I don't. I know. You know, it's a big world. Is small. Oh yeah, is, I'm pretty sure you've world. heard him. You just you know don't know. I mean? You just don't remember. Don't... He's not been very active lately because he got a dog. Oh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> a really cute dog. Um, but. Anyway, so he came to me with a song and, and I was just like, it was a beautiful, like melodic kind of guitar song and I just could not find it. And so um, I actually asked this uh, girl, um, Annetta, this woman actually, um, Annetta that I knew um, from uh, singing, I, we used to sing karaoke, karaoke app and, um, and once you're on the karaoke app, the freestyling kind of area oh. and that's where I really just poured myself into it kind of singing covers or singing karaoke and I just would play guitar or piano and have a sing um, with me and um, and she kind of did the same thing so we kind of you know became this kind of more musicians you know within this karaoke app and then we kind of we both kind of transitioned over to to band lab um, from Smool. Smool is the name of the app and so um, Annetta though oh my gosh this girl like she her voice is like a million angels um, her harmonies are perfect got this clear tone anyway my point was that I went to another um and I said hey look uh, I really want to write a song to this this guy is awesome and I think the song is you know beautiful I just can't find it and she wrote a beautiful song to it so luckily I didn't have to worry about the you know the writer's block as much Take a break real quick and then I want to know oh yeah some of your favorite songs okay we'll be right back 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Band Lab Pandemic. I'm still your host, and Coco's still on. So, you've been in Critical um, Theory for yeah, I think a couple so. of years now, right? Uh, I know we've done a lot of projects and like the we have a featured playlist on band lab which is which is an honor which to me is like i feel like it's one of those state things again for me i post a lot of your stuff on there too but out of that list the original critical originalist what would you say Um, well your favorite songs i like all of the songs really it's hard to pick one um i remember Uh gosh I think my first song with Critical Theory was Me and My Uncle. And I didn't sing on that one. I actually just played piano. Do you remember? As far as yeah. like songs that I, oh gosh, there's so many. Um, it's hard for me to, to narrow it down. So I, um, in terms of like attitude or like, uh, you know, vibes, like I've been really digging this vibe we've had with Burn, which is, you know, we originally the song was Bullwhip. That's what Peter called it. But then, you know, once I wrote to it, it became Burn, but then we didn't, we didn't want to get confused, so we left both both titles on there. So it's like Bullwhip Burn. That's probably one of my favorites, for sure. And uh, absolutely, yeah, it's just uh, very good. Song. It just got gritty. It's the first song I think I really like. Just let it let it go, you know. Just really tried to hone in on that style. Your vocals were really nitty gritty. I mean, on that one, like, yeah. that was, like, hardcore rock Americana. Like, don't mess, <laughs> don't mess with me. I'll run you yeah, over yeah, like four by four. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you better watch out for my the river and get yeah. the hell out of the way. I love it. I love it. I love it so yeah, much. Exactly. And, you know, I really it's just, uh, yeah, I just love that. I don't know. That That's another one of those that just, like, came out, you know, that, you know, we... I heard it and I thought, oh, there's already it, the song wrote itself. I just had to put my voice on it. And uh, so, yeah, there's been a oh, lot Uncle, of, like, Uncle how Sam could I forget about really that one? Good. Oh, thank you for nope. bringing that back. Um, I forgot about the Uncle Sam. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, that was another one that wrote itself. Um, so when I was thinking about the lyrics to that one, yeah, um, especially the verses, they're just kind of like stupid i was thinking about beck you know loser that song beck that uh, did um you know how does it go uh, um yeah babies in reno with the vitamin d got a couple of couches right you know sit on the love seat it's got all these like ridiculous kind of words that are thrown together and i was like okay that's what i'm gonna do right um and originally I thought I'm going to use all these stupid things that are coming to my head. And then eventually I'll trade, I'll turn them into something meaningful, but then I don't know. Then they took on a whole new level. And then that, and then that chorus, man, when the chorus hit, you know, and it just kind of opens up, it was like, I don't know. It was right during a time that, um, you know, the election uh, was going through and that they were like doing recounts and, and I was just like so upset uh-huh. about, information that or the misinformation like i didn't know what to believe anymore and i just felt like we were just getting um you know not even necessarily being a supporter because i I didn't actually vote for trump but like exactly um... (laughs) i wanted to fall inside of that song when i heard it and live there oh so it looks like we got just a few more minutes here um what advice would you give to any newcomers what i mean 
you know, to stay relevant. Yeah. So I think for new, yeah, that's a good question actually. Um, so, um, as a newcomer to BandLab, I think the best thing that you can do is to, uh, start looking for, you know, start going through projects that are forkable and start playing on them. Um, you know, collabing um, with, with people, that's the best way to get attention. If you do a good job, they're probably going to come back to you for other things. If you're able to add to their songs, um, I know for me, um, for sure, if you add something to a song that I've made forkable and it's something that I think is valuable, I'm definitely going to like hit you up if I need something else. Um, and so uh, that's really the best advice. And that would be um, to... Uh, if you hear a song that you like, um, that you think you could add to, and it's not forkable, um, you know, message that person who owns the song and see, or comment and say, I'd like to add something. And a lot of times they'll, um, they'll invite you to the song and you can try it. Um, another thing is that um, if you want to, you know, I've seen this a lot with, with people that are messaging me, like, they're like, Oh, can you shout out to me? I'm like, I've never seen your name before. Like, I've never seen you in my comments. You don't even like my songs. You're not, and if you're not following me, I'm like, why are you messaging me to shout you out when you're not really um, a fan? You know, like, I really like your music. Will you shout out to me? And I'm like, you really liking my music isn't a reason for me to, to shout out to you. Like, if I'm going to shout out to somebody, it's going to be because they've done something, you know? Um, and so, you know, something with me. Like, so most of the people that I've worked with, like, I'm more than happy to shout out to them. So, um, again, so if you're going to, if you want to build a relationship with somebody, I mean, if you want somebody to do something for you, um, you're going to yeah. have to build that relationship. So, you know, listen to their music, make, uh, listen to, you know, make meaningful comp. Yeah. Me- we'll make meaningful compliments. Like if you're going to leave comments or feedback for somebody, um, you know, don't just say, Hey, nice song or do a fire emoji. Right. I mean, that's great. I mean, I like to, I do those too, you know, just to show people I've been there and I've listened and I liked it. Um, but if you're really trying to grow a relationship with other, um, you know, with the community, you have to, you know, listen and, and give some um, more than that. You know, like, I really liked how you did, you know, this crescendo, or I really like how you did this, um, you know, how your vocals sound in this position, or I really like your lyrics. I mean, there's always something more specific that you can reach for um, when you're making comments. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, I, I feel the same way too. And um, thank you. And um, I, I feel the same way. Uh, you know, I'll do a little research. Like people will hit me up and, and like you're saying, if they liked my stuff or whatever, then I'll go ahead and, um, you know, like like their stuff back. But like what I've been dealing with lately is, I don't know, like, I've been on band lab for about four years and, and you follow somebody yeah. for so long and, and I don't want to seem like the grouch or the Grinch, but I mean, I'm not trying really, maybe I'm just trying to impress myself. I should be, you know, like, yeah, you know, cause really my opinion counts first, you know, but, um, as far as my critical music goes, but, um, like, I just think that, like, if you follow someone and, like, you like their stuff for years and leave comments and then you look at the list and they're following all these other people that probably are, like, oh, good. But right. Think, oh, yeah. No, that's so oh, normal. Why isn't he following me or whatever, <laughs> you know? That is annoying. And you're kind of like, well, 
I mean, I've been liking your stuff and following you and commenting for years now. And, but now, you know, like you don't follow me or you want me to do something yeah. for you. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, sometimes they on. don't realize they're you not following I mean? you, but I do We're think of this though. I, I do so, like, so for as far, as far as like who I follow, which I think maybe. is kind of another topic. Maybe you don't want to get into it now if we run out of time. Okay, well, in terms of, like, following people, so I I didn't want to get into the habit of, like, I'm just following you um, because you're supportive of me or because you like me. I mean, I think it it means something different to everybody. But the problem with that is that when I started following people because they were supportive of me, I found out that I don't really like their music all that much, right? So, and there's nothing I can really add to it. And um, so if I don't want to listen to it and I don't want to to it, um, I I don't really want to follow that person, right? So, because it clogs my feet you even if you are good and you post one after another after another and my i can't see my the other people that i'm following i'm probably gonna unfollow you and and honestly you know um band lab they know when you're unfollowing people too if you go on band yeah. lab right now and pick out four spammers and unfollow them you'll see that your feed will end yeah it'll end like like your last unfollow basically on your your feed yeah they're pretty wise to it because they want everyone to support everybody i i literally i unfollowed people and my whole feed busted wide open it was like dude this guy jammed my whole yeah so i so my rule for following now is like um so i don't get kind of back in that you know Uh trap of like oh you're really supportive you know um so now i feel obligated to follow you right um is that i only follow people who i've worked with or who i plan on working with and then if i hear their music it's a lot you know it's like oh either i can this or i enjoy like i know you know, I really enjoy, um, well, there's some people that I really to or I'm probably never going to add. Like I've tried that with, with that shit <laughs> for JL. Um, shout out to JL. I love his music. Um, I'm always trying to find something that I can hop on, but you know, like he's got a lot of, um, you know, he's got a lot of, you know, ambient and kind of like a EDM kind of music that is really kind of hard for me to cross genre over to. And so, um, we are kind of trying to work out some things, but but you know, I still listen to them, knowing that there's a good chance I might not be able to to contribute. But, um, but I think you answered my my last question was you know, looking back over the last you know four years, if there was anything you could change, you know what what would it be? And and I feel like having yeah. a directive like okay i'm gonna follow people that i want to yeah work okay with. yeah so i actually and have one thing that i do want to say about you know, that though and this is another um thing i've learned and this might be something that's intuitive to everybody else and i just didn't figure it out but i took a long time and this might be a female thing too um not to generalize all women but women that are like me um that are um cis female um uh, and maybe sometimes you know believe it or not, I am a little passive, um, when it comes to, um, getting what I want, you know, um, especially musically, or at least I used to be like, I would wait for people to approach me before I would hop on a song or sing with them. And, um, I learned recently, you know, Oh, 
I don't have to wait for people to come to me. I can go oh. to them and be like, bitch, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can go to them and be like, I go to them and be like, Hey, I really want you. I really want to make this song, you know, let's make it happen. And <laughs> you know, they can say yes or no, but like, it's up to me. Like, I don't have to wait for people to invite me um, to, to make music. I can invite other people to make music um, with me. And so once I, it seems so stupid, but, um, but once I realized, Oh, I can just shout out to people um, and, and I can initiate that really changed um, how I feel about the lab. So over the last four years, what, what I do differently would be, I would reach out to people and ask them to collaborate instead of waiting for them to ask me. I'm, I'm kind of in the opposite boat. I mean, I've got my invite list is a mile long. Yeah. It's, it's not that I don't want to work with people. It's just, Oh yeah. You know, I, I want to keep feeding our machine. You know what I mean? And, but lately I've been trying to play more and um, I'm working on like hand, like strumming strength and stuff like that. And um, so I'm hoping yeah. to actually start helping. Dude, out no, with, do uh, it because yeah, you got to go out people. there because what you'll find is, but, you know, when you go out there and you kind of experiment with other bands and with other artists, you might find a style or something that you can bring back to the band um, and I can use it. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it's going to benefit us in the long run i know and that and that's the oh. other thing too it's like i don't know about you but i'm in like t 10 bands and i think i help out three and i've just dumped like six bands and so yeah well you know you gotta, like uh, overwhelming and then you feel you gotta learn how to like, say no oh man i got all this stuff you know and it's like <laughs> oh, but it was really good stuff. having it's my favorite show, thing Coco. it looks like we got time for one more song are there any other projects that you are excited about that you would like to share? So this is a song that I worked on in band lab with Michael Polinski, AKA Peem. And um, we liked so many of our songs that he actually came down to Houston and we recorded in a studio and had it mixed and mastered and all of it you can find on Spotify. Uh, if you search up uh, Coco Bark. But this particular song is called Walk the Line, and it's kind of got this personality to it um, where maybe an outlaw kind of sort of feel to it. I don't know. Um, it's an acoustic track, so um, it's one of my favorites. So I uh, hope that you enjoy it. There's one thing that they don't know 